Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name is Kristen. I'm your host and life coach, and this is Modern Day Asians. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Modern Day Asians. This week, we are going to talk about something that I learned as I got to meet with my family and spend some time um, getting to know new family members as well. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about how to recognize manipulators. Um, And I think that's a really important skill for anyone to know because we're going to dive behind the psychology behind it and recognizing some of these behavior patterns because in my experience there's been a couple of instances where um, for instance I'll talk about my family member who had tried to use manipulation to get what she wanted. Let's talk about this in general. Sometimes manipulation could be used as a tactic for someone to achieve their goals or to get something that they want a certain way. And the strategy is usually often using punishment as a means to coerce others into giving in into their demands. And um, in this episode, we're going to talk about first understanding the psychology behind this. Why do people use this? Where do they learn this type of pattern and a strategy to use against people. And in my case, these were adults. I mean, not adults, but because we are considered adults, but just older people from a different generation. So my aunt used this on me. My mother uses this on me all the time. What they usually use is using their power dynamics to assert their dominance and control over myself and then making someone feel guilty or fearful if they don't comply. Another reason why people use manipulation is uh, either for guilt or fear. So for instance, leveraging guilt and fear to manipulate the target. They might threaten to, for instance, expose a secret or uh, try to damage the relationship or create that emotional pressure to make the victim more likely to give in to the request or the demands. And then lastly is control in general. Manipulators want to feel a sense of control over everything, how people respond, how people react. And if they are unhappy with your reaction and you're saying no to them and they want a yes, oh, you're going to experience some tactics, especially emotional manipulation, so the outcome goes in their favor. I'm going to share an example for you. This actually happened to me when I was traveling in Taiwan. I have a particular aunt, and this aunt is very involved with church, and she has practically, practically given her life to support the church and she doesn't have any kids and she's not married and she's perhaps in her 60s. My father from that did not come on this, this trip with me had requested that he wanted some seasoning shipped, brought back to the United States. And it was five boxes of it. And she had asked me if I can help deliver it back to the States. 
And because I didn't know that this was something that I needed to plan, like for instance, suitcase space, when you're traveling internationally, your suitcase can't go over a certain weight. And I just did not bring the right suitcases to support bringing back five big boxes of seasoning. So I looked into it and um, try to figure out how to ship this back internationally. And, and when I did all the calculations, it ended up being probably like 170 US dollars to ship from Taiwan to where my father is. And even, let's say hypothetically, I even, if I did bring this back to me in via my suitcase, I would still have to ship the seasoning to my father because he's 10, 11 hours away. Anyways, and shipping is just expensive in general. So I told my father, I said, look, is your seasoning really worth $165 to ship? Because I will do it if you need it that bad. He said, no, it's fine. Um, I'll just get it next year. It's going to be the same. So I'll just plan to get it next year. So then I gave the seasoning back to my aunt. And my aunt was using manipulation as a tactic. A, she had messaged my mom off of messaging app and said, how could you do this to us? Um, you've let us down. And that was only because we said that, you know, we tried our best and my father decided that he didn't want it anymore. And so she had taunted my mother about it and involved her into the request my parents are divorced by the way so my mom doesn't want anything to do with my father at all and so she sends that message and my mom was so livid when she read that she did not sleep that night and of course she couldn't wait to tell us about this the next morning because the next morning we woke up and she is just ready to let the dragon loose man she was ready to lay it on us and had this thought of oh this is why I don't want to get involved with your family's your father's family this is why I don't want to be involved and this all happened after my mom supposedly my mom and my aunt had a really great conversation prior to this drama and this request that I felt like they connected heart to heart because maybe got some stuff off of their chest and they've been able to reconnect after 15 years of being apart and not being able to see each other. Maybe even more, it could be 20 years or something like that. And I thought that they really connected on a deeper level and helped cleared up some confusion and um, just some beef between the two and then it really shocked me that my aunt decided to message my mom about how disappointed she was about the seasoning. And then, so um, I messaged a whole group so that everyone knew what was going on. I said, you know, my father said, I told her, my father said he doesn't want the seasoning anymore. And so I recognized that she tried to leave our family chat rejoined and then she had mentioned that she talked to my father and he said that he wanted his money back from the loan that I took from him 
in order to pay my college tuition. And she also mentioned that she's invested some money or given me some money to help pay for my college tuition that was from 10 years ago. And I said, you know what? This doesn't feel right. This doesn't seem right because my father and I, we are in great contact. And if he wanted this money, he wanted this money back. And we've discussed this five years ago if he wanted it back. And he said he didn't. But if he did want it and he was in a tough financial situation, I would be happy to support and give that money back to him. But I wouldn't hear it from her. I would hear it from him directly. And so these are things that I've recognized that doesn't seem and sit right because why is it that she can just talk on his behalf and this is punishment for not being able to do a task in in her way, in her favor, and she's doing this to guilt us to accomplish the outcome that she wants, which is to have us take care of the seasoning request. And so this became very, um, very big issue. I decided ultimately in this position because I didn't really want to include her or have her see any of my social media or what's going on in my life because there was also another instance where she thought that um, an ex of mine and I were taking photos um, from a wedding that we went to and she thought that I was the one that got married but I wasn't the one that got married he was best man my ex was and she messaged me on Instagram or she messaged me on Facebook and asked me if you know what it was a good way for her to send payment you know to because she thought that I was getting married and I just ignored it because it, the way she commented and the way she reached out to me was was very scammy and at the time my Instagram got hacked I had people pretending to be someone that they're not and I clicked on some links and I completely lost my identity on Instagram and had to start over completely. And I didn't want this to happen to my Facebook. So I completely ignored her comment. And then I got an email from my uncle that said, why are you ignoring your aunt? Like she tried to reach out to you. And I told him the truth. I said, oh, I thought that she haven't talked to her in over 10 years. And I thought that someone hacked her profile and was asking for a credit card and payment information um, on a public page. It just didn't seem very safe and it seemed scamish. And uh, she took it very offensively. Just, you know, I told my uncle what my thoughts are and I'm pretty sure that he did relate the message back to her. But it seems to be the same pattern, right? And that's one of the signs is recognizing this emotional blackmail of her constantly thinking that I'm up to no good, that I have the worst intentions, um, that I don't care about my father, that I'm ungrateful for his love or his contributions to me, um, that I don't respect him, and that the, the life that I'm living now there might be some misconceptions of thinking about how financially successful I am or just I can, you know, throw a lot of things out there and I don't know 100% sure why she has all these negative, um, 
negative thoughts about who I am as a person. And, um, and that was just a big shocker to me. I think that the paranoia thing about me not sharing my bank account information on social media was one thing, but also her, I recognize that right away, but for her to try to punish me for not saying yes to her request is very manipulative behavior. And I just don't think it's appropriate. And I've told her what my intentions are and she still responded back to me by threatening me that I needed to pay my father back the money that I loaned from him. And so it just, and in a particular case like this, you really can't control how someone responds or reacts because in this case, she's trying to control how I react by using um, alternatums to force me and to to comply. And I know that's not going to work for me. Maybe if I was younger and I was less educated, I would have felt fell for it. But now I'm rec- I recognize the signs and it just didn't sit right. So um, that's why I decided to do an episode on this because I feel like there's a certain generation of people, especially if they have power over you, that tends to use this type of dynamic on the younger generation and um this could apply to for instance your family your mom your dad and it also can apply to friends too as well I have a co-worker too as well that not co-worker but um a colleague that used the same kind of tactic where I didn't respond the way that he wanted me to. And instead of having an adult conversation about, hey, you hurt my feelings or this didn't really, you know, whatever I did that offended them, that caused them to try to punish me for, they, instead of resulting to having a conversation and talking about it, they resulted straight away to, this is how I'm going to punish you and not even mention that their feelings were hurt or what the you know, what the mature thing to do is, which is mentioning what your, what your feelings are, you know, identifying what it is that I did specifically that offended them, and then coming up with some kind of solution or resolution versus just skipping straight to how can I punish this person because they disappointed me, quote unquote, or, oh, it didn't go the way that they wanted. And, now they're going to think of a way how to really tear them down even more. And so you see the difference between the two, how to respond. You could respond in a way of, um, um, in a more emotionally mature way, which is talking about it, coming up with a solution, a resolution, versus going straight to, okay, let's go way off scale and figure out how to make this, how to cause this person more hurt because something happened and there was disappointment and you hit this person out of nowhere and use these negative tactics to bring the other person down and this is exactly what I'm talking about is how do we recognize these these signs right so I mentioned one of them it's going to be emotional blackmail so the person tries to make you feel guilty or responsible for something that they want so 
they'll say things like, oh, if you don't do this for me, then you're not a great daughter. Or, oh, if you don't do this, then you, that means that you don't love your dad. That those are some, those are some things that what emotional blackmail might mean is linking some kind of end result to who you are as a person. Um, and, and that's two different correlations. You can't tie in an event or an outcome and that justifies who that person is and identify them as that way, right? So just trying to make the differenti- differentiation of, because I think that that happened a lot in my childhood is, for instance, I make a mistake or something and that automatically qualifies me. Does it really automatically qualifies me as a failure not really, but we are trained to make those correlations. One event happens and if that event happens, then then you are this, right? I win something, then that means I am a winner. My identity becomes the fact that I am a winner because I won this one game. And taking that, that's how manipulators try to get you because they'll say, well, this happened in this event, you let me down. So that means that you're a heartbreaker. That means you're a jerk. That means, you know, you can make a bunch of correlations to whatever that event is and make up whatever it is that you want, but realize that that's not valid. No one can tell you who you are as a person because an outcome didn't didn't go the way that they want to. The second thing that I mentioned is threats and alternatums. So this is when someone resorts to that to get what they want. And that's just very clear manipulation behavior. It could sound like in the workplace, it could be uh, something along the lines of, hey, if you don't do this, then I won't consider your proposal. If you don't do, if you don't um, go out and get drinks with me, then I'm not going to meet with you next week. Um, that's an example of sexual harassment. But um those are examples of how people can try to control you is either threatening to as well, like ending a relationship, ending a work partnership, um, cutting off communication, exposing sensitive information that you've entrusted the other person to hope that they kept it to themselves, but they want to use that as leverage to get what they want, or they try to intentionally damage a reputation. So that could be in forms of gossip. So for instance, in my my aunt example, she could try to gossip about me and my character and tell my other aunts and uncles of the situation and make me sound like that I'm not respect respectful to my elders. And that's a cultural thing and that's a big thing. Um and 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 so those are ways to recognize those threats, alternatives. The third thing too is passive aggressive behavior. So these signs can show up as being subtle, but they're also damaging and they're passive aggressive individuals. They might not make direct threats, but some of that can come across as sarcasm or backhanded compliments or even silent treatments to punish you for not complying with their wishes. So um, when it comes to passive aggressiveness, instead of telling you directly 
what is the issue and how can we come up with a solution or resolve the issue? For instance, feelings were hurt. It goes straight to, I thought it was really offensive that you laughed at my depression or you thought that my life struggle was a was a funny topic. So now we will see how often, um, you know, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And this and this and not really giving the other person operate the opportunity to discuss it further. It's that fake or that false sense of control. That's a, that's an illusion in case any control in general about outcomes is an illusion. So a lot of these people have control issues because they want to control other people because they don't know how it makes them feel more secure. It makes them feel more safe when they can control the people around them in their lives. So those are ways. And then lastly is withholding affection or support. So um, the, this what comes up for me is sometimes my mom would withhold her love and support because she thought that I was trying to hurt her or bully her into feeling a certain way. But the truth is, in a lot of these conflicts, especially when someone complains about, oh, you made me feel this way or this and this, there comes a time when we all have to be responsible and take accountability for how we respond to something. It is impossible. I can do the right, you know, I try to do the right thing every single time. And that is to communicate to the other person with respect, with vulnerability, um, with empathy, that even if I do that 100% correct at all times, there are chances where people would receive that in a, they find something, whatever that I communicated, something wrong, something offensive in it. And that is their experience. That is how they choose to respond, which is not take it in a well way, maybe taking it personal. And that's all you can do at that point. Because if you're already communicating and you're saying what you need and that other person receives it the wrong way, what else can you do? There's nothing much that you can do. And I think that's the biggest thing for me to overcome that mentality that I was taught is I was always taught that I felt responsible for my parents reaction I felt responsible for how my mom felt if I made her upset even though because of the hierarchy and our cultural and the way that um our power and culture lies is that it gives her permission to prioritize because she has authority and then by enforcing obedience it gives her permission to use manipulation it's just more acceptable in this kind of hierarchy and culture and it's just not healthy because I'm thinking about how that's even fair in some point you know you you can't give people who are older or you know that are from an older generation the permission to continue to treat you with disrespect 
it don't it doesn't for me what that showcases is if you allow people for instance family to treat you with disrespect then that means you're going to allow people in your workplace to treat you with disrespect you're going to allow your friends to treat you with disrespect because that's what you're going to be accepting if you're accepting that from your family you're probably most likely accepting that in other areas of your life not you're just not self-respecting yourself to stand up for yourself because you're allowing it to happen in one area of your life and it's most likely going to trickle down to the rest of the areas so just something to think about when we question these cultural or generational norms is recognizing what behavior you don't want to continue to allow or pass down and knowing what your boundaries are. And in this case, I expressed my boundary. I said, no, I'm not going to be able to make this happen. And then these are the consequences that trickle down from people who are manipulators. They It will continue. You said your boundaries. They didn't like what you said after you stated your boundaries and now you're dealing with the aftermath of these toxic people it is to continue instead of the the conversation ending and that we move on to something else it is still drawn out and long and it's a a, a book of unfinished business essentially you're confused about what the right solution is in some cases um it doesn't feel right for instance maybe that it doesn't feel right for you to apologize because you don't know what you're apologizing for. So it just leaves a bunch of untie ends when you operate like a manipulator would. And the best thing to do is figure out what is, how can you protect yourself from this? Because like I said, the way that they operate, manipulators operate is they leave a bunch of unloose ends and then they wonder why, um, things don't go their way or things don't go in their favor because they have so many untied ends with different people in their lives and they're wondering oh why do certain people treat me a certain way or why don't I have this in relationships and they're just not winning in relationships because it drains people people are starting to recognize um, especially as we get more information people start to recognize these negative signs they're starting to recognize these toxic behaviors and not putting up with it it's a big wake-up call so i'm hoping this episode is a wake-up call for something for you guys to recognize and figure out where do you want to go from there um so going back to just talking about you know why do some of this um these negative behaviors just people using manipulation where does that come from why would they want it we talked about the power imbalance, right? So if a person is used to feeling, um, having power over you, and all of a sudden you want to reverse the roles, there are 100% going to push back. And that, when we're talking about power, talking about hierarchy, we're talking about people who are older than you, especially in a family setting, in Asian culture, um, this could happen in the workplace with your manager or your manager's manager, this is the feeling of inheriting that power and then thinking that they can use that power to mold the younger generation to um, to how they want them to be. So just be cautious of, of that. 
who do you want to be? That would be a better question. Does who you want to be align with some of these individuals anyways that are trying to manipulate you? Most of the time is no, because it doesn't feel right. And um, you feel like you have to do something. You feel like you need to do it or else um, it doesn't feel like an invitation. It feels forced. And that is a sign of reevaluating if this person is beneficial in your life or not. Second thing is fear of um, irrelevance. So when we're talking about in the workplace, especially in like the professional setting, some of the older female might, for instance, feel threatened by the younger generation with their fresh ideas, their energy, and their sense of innovation. So in order to maintain their influence, they want to try to resort to manipulation. Um, security as well. So we talked about having that control, why some people are control freaks, because this is something that I would relate to because I used to be very, I used to grip onto control so, so much because I grew up in a very chaotic background and any sense of security um, that I had, I would try to, and a lot of that was through control so that I could have that security. But security is, again, an illusion. It's a perspective. Security might look different for someone else versus your version of what it is. And when I talk about security, to this might be something that older people will use, which is to manipulate younger individuals um, to ensure that they provide caregiving or financial support. Oh my goodness, I think I've talked about this in previous episodes, but if you don't listen to all my episodes, that's okay. But in the culture that I grew up in, in Chinese culture in particular, because of my, um, I hear all this all the time from my mom in particular, um, because she decided to get a divorce. And when she separated, a lot of those responsibilities, the, the male responsibilities fell on me and I became a caretaker, but it was always, my mom was still do this too, is complaining about how much she had to sacrifice for us to have a life here in America and that she can't wait for us to take care of her like the way she takes care of us when we were younger. So this is a common thing that I hear all the time. And I'm pretty sure that if you have parents that came from a different country and their first generation, that you heard something along the lines of this expectation too as well. But that is a form of manipulation as well. Because if you wanted to caretake in a better situation, when the time comes, instead of guilting your kids, um, be on the receiving end of, you know, you can't control what sacrifices your parents had to make. Um, and you also didn't ask to be born. And that is something that keeps getting pushed down through Confuciusism and philatelic piety as well. Cause I think I did an episode on that as well. And, and that is to try to make it very clear the caretaking, the caregiving responsibilities, as well as the financial um, support when your parents get to a certain age. 
And um, yeah, it's very conflicting to me because it still is something that I ponder um, myself is in Western cultures is very, it's okay to enroll your parents in a retirement home or um, assistant living situation. Like it is, it's normal for Western society, but in Eastern society, it is, it is um, a different expectation. My uncle looks after my grandmother and grandfather, and he's been doing that the last maybe 15 or 20 years consecutively and they live in his house he takes my uncle takes care of his family his wife and also the um my grandmother and grandfather and that is a lot that's a full house and um it's a good thing that he had did well in business investments and he had the ability to take care of my grandmother and grandfather for having that financial success, but they lived in the house, um, in the same house as my uncle and they weren't, they were not in any other facility. And I know that that was him following Confucianism and supporting my grandparents and, in, and, in, in an age where they need more and more help. So that's been modeled. And my mom doesn't have that huge of an involvement. Um, she will probably have them visit. In the past, she's had them visit like a month or something. And all she did was complain about um, how particular they were. They're, um, and particularly, I think she fought with my grandmother the most because my grandmother was... I think made some comments about what kind of food she liked and et cetera. And it bothered my mom that she was very picky about what she made for dinner and during their stay. And she wasn't really happy with some of the, the feedback that she got and she couldn't wait to have her parents go back to my uncle's house. And so that just goes to say um, with those expectations and things like that, that uh, even my mom struggled with it. And I think her expectations are different for us too, which is receiving that full service and that full support. But she doesn't recognize how much her personality clashes with my grandmother too and how she just, she wasn't able to, take care of them full time. So that just gives you another perspective of my mom would, even in the time when I was in Taiwan and we had one day where we did get in a little fight and a little bicker, but we managed to last the whole trip without fighting besides the last day. And she talked about, she talked so highly about herself and she said, I never made my parents cry and you guys disrespect me and you're ungrateful and making all these basically manipulation um, using fear and guilt of by making her feel a certain way. And instead of her communicating um, that she made me look like I was a bully and um 
just that's just how she reacted to it and so do you recognize that manipulators are very dramatic as you can experience you probably have someone in mind already and they will go on their tantrum and you can't do anything about it because you can't change the way that they react even if you are coming from good intentions you can't control how they receive that message. Lastly, reasons why people would use manipulation is projecting in some of their past conflicts or unresolved issues in order to feel like they can regain some of that control or address these issues indirectly by involving yourself or the younger generation so let me explain what it is that I mean by that for instance if my mom giving you the example from what I mentioned earlier my mom and I, we were at one of the beauty stores and we needed to place an order on a um, on a kit because it was just better priced there than it was to buy here in the States. And while we were standing in line, she kept making comments about how long the line was and she was huffing and puffing and she was getting impatient and I could just tell that she wasn't going to help this she wasn't going to help me get this order placed at the counter she would make she would ask questions that I would already know and I just thought that it would be best if I just took care of it and handle it and so I made a suggestion that hey mom why don't you find a nice comfy spot outside and take it easy while I take care of this errand and the way she received that was this whole trip she's got this unresolved issue that she's been feeling very useless all right the whole family kind of complained about how she wasn't applying herself um she would use excuses like oh I can't read the sign or she'll say something um where we asked we got lost and we were trying to figure out directions on where to go in our car and um, we couldn't find this touristy spot and she wouldn't jump out of the car to ask some the local people which direction to go because her concern is well what if they speak the native language which is you know Taiwanese dialect that she doesn't understand and we're like well that's the main I mean everyone speaks mandarin on the island because that's what's taught in school that is the that is the main language primary language so it's really not an excuse to say okay well what if they speak in a different language that i don't understand and um so we were all i think just very frustrated with her that she wasn't applying herself or making herself helpful she's just very she's been very codependent on us my mom my mom 
with myself, my brother, my sister, and especially my stepdad. I think my stepdad felt it the most in this trip because um, he did a lot of the driving on the island and it was just very packed. It was, it was pretty much New York City driving involving mopeds that are trying to deliver at top speed because Uber Eats is a thing, Food Panda is a thing, and they get timed on how fast they deliver. So they're weaving in between the cars during traffic. So you have to be very, very hyper-focused on not hitting the moped riders because they will weave in and out of traffic and in between lines and they'll ride on the lines. And so there really isn't much of a regulation or control on the moped riders because they can do as they like there's not much you, you can't really make them take like a moped license or anything like that so there was quite a bit of of stress for my stepdad to know where to go and making sure that the map matches up to where we need to go and it caused some frustration and so that was her unsolved issue is that she did feel some truth into it that that she didn't feel helpful and she would justify to us ways that she it has contributed or you know anything like that to make her seem like she is not codependent um but they're just not valid they were just not valid points um when she tried to respond and so that is where that aggression came from is because she has this unresolved issue instead of saying, hey, can you guys please stop using words and saying, can you guys please stop? I'm tr trying my best. I'm doing my best. Um, please don't make me feel like I am useless or something along those lines. Because um, it is, it is takes a lot of courage to admit that she tried to fight against it and now it's coming up in this conflict that I'm having with my mom because I asked her if she could wait outside and then it turned into another it escalated into the into another story that is completely unrelated but it just goes back to her worth how she contributes to the family then it went to how she's sacrificed for the whole family and that we were all ungrateful bratty children that haven't recognized her and her sacrifices as kids and that she also looped in how she has treated her parents and how respectful she's been to her parents to compare us and justify that we were not respectful enough to her. I know that that was a big old circle of drama and conflict, but I'm hoping that you guys could follow along to how deep of a rabbit hole you can get into when you got unloose, you got unloose ends, things just starts to bleed into the other, um, another conflict you have with the person ends up between the com it becomes a, an engagement between you and someone else and you have no idea where it came from because a person is unaware that they have unsolved issues or they have unsolved loose, en loose ends it just turns into a big gobble of mess and you're left confused what happened 
And usually issues don't become resolved because the individual who is a manipulator is unable to pinpoint or recognize their own responsibility, their, their reaction, their issues. They're unable to own what it is that they need to do or work on to get a better result instead of leaning on other people to give them that result that they want. That's the biggest difference is manipulators tend to use other people to get the outcomes. Most likely, they don't think about what their part is in this whole, in the outcome. They're not self-sufficient to know that it is on them to get that outcome and not involve other people. And I think that is that is the biggest psychological connection that makes the most sense to me because the way that I was raised in my household is I was always responsible for other people that wasn't myself, but also when my mother was upset or the way she responded to me, I was always punished for her response. If I made her upset, she could hurt me however she wants. She could abuse me. She can attack me. She can hit me. She could spank me. But oh, when it came back to me standing up and defending myself, I got punished for that. So that kind of engagement from an early childhood development standpoint teaches you that it is not safe to stand up for yourself. And so as we go into as we go into our personal development, I'm sure that you can probably think of some instances where you wished that someone stood up for you or you got bullied or something. You wish a person of authority stood up for you and was able to talk and speak for you. The thing is now is that we're all adults and we need to be our own person to speak up and to stand up for ourselves and realize when someone threatened us with um, alternatums with threats we're trying to emotionally blackmail us that we are still in our right reality to continue to stand up for ourselves and to figure out if this person serves your higher purpose or not I think you'll be able to once you recognize that I think you'll be able to identify a lot of toxic behaviors and people and reevaluate if this is someone that you still want close to you or know, or have access to you. So access is a privilege. People knowing what's going on in your life through social media, through contact, through email, um, through phone call, that is also a privilege. And you get to decide how much restriction, how much flow you have with these people. Um, yeah, so that concludes our episode so recognizing and effectively dealing with people who use punishment to get what they want is a essential life skill first it empowers you to protect your emotional well-being we all need that especially Asians in general I mean we have dealt with so much emotional damage from straight on than some of our counterparts so it is more important than ever to protect your emotional well-being and maintain those healthy relationships define what healthy looks like to you what does a healthy relationship to you look like 
by understanding the psychology behind the behavior and responding with confidence and assertiveness, you can pre- prevent yourself from falling victim to manipulative tactics and foster more genuine, respectful connections in your life. That's what we all hope and strive to have. If, if this is something that you know someone needs to hear, please share this episode with them as we're trying to get the word out. All I want to do is create content to or uh, messages or ideas to share with you so that you can start living your life and designing your life by your design and, and finding ways to empower your life so that you can get the most out of it here as much as possible let's de- defunk those um customs and those myths and some of these these cultural norms that don't support us that don't help us grow into influencing the next generation so thank you so much i always appreciate the people who tune in um, who continue to listen to this podcast and um, please share with someone that you think would would be able to benefit from this from the content and let me know if you have any feedback or topics you want me to cover or to look into Um, until next week hope you guys have a great rest of your day